Hinky Dinky stores will stay open. Details at 10. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. This is Grand Island. Nebraska. You get the impression these corn huskers have got it made. You never hear anybody here talking about the good old days. But you hear a lot of enthusiasm for these good new days. No, no person, even those of us who are superhuman, those of us with uh, Herculean appetites for the diverse and the bizarre, right. even those of us who uh, have shown an aptitude to, uh, to uh, uh, fight the good fight and stay the good long battle, even those of us can get tired. And your boy is tired after 30 consecutive nights. I have a half hour to go, and I'm going to do that half hour because I'm a pro. That's what pros do. I'm a professional. Look it up in the book. Okay. That's what we do. We're pros. We're never rude. We don't comp out. We don't tell you that we're ill or that we're looking for the farmhouse in the middle of the desert or that we're parched. We don't tell you that maybe the check didn't come through this month and where the hell does it go anyway if you're a guy who's left 16 forwarding addresses. I gave you the answer. The answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, they don't want to know the truth. But make no mistake... There will be a trial, and when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John Trump incited the erection, insurrection against the United States. Let the other team build the power plants in all the wrong places. Let the other quarterback throw a girl out so the newspapers get a hold of it and the stockholders don't like it. We don't want any of that. Let's be the team that makes the rules. Let us be the team that plays fair, gets the best contract. Let's be the popular players. We're just going to have to forget about all these nuclear power plants until we find out if they're safe. And that, and that refinery in Pagelsham, we're just going to have to relocate it. Sure, it'll cost us $35 million, but we don't care because we're going to come out ahead in the long run. And whatever that stuff is, we're making those containers out of that plastic. We're going to have to stop till we find out what it is. We're not in here for just one game, are we, fellas? We're in here to go all the way. Now, let's get to the Super Bowl, guys. And when we get there, let's already have won. Okay? just arguing with a doofus on social media about whether or not a sitting president can be indicted. A sitting president? I mean, you know, because there's that DOJ memo and... It's a memo. Exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, I point point this out and then I say, look, what do you think would happen if Joe Biden were to shoot somebody on live television right now? What would happen? I know what would happen. He would be tackled. He'd be arrested. And nobody would say, but the memo says it's just it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. It's never been tried. So this guy's response to that was that's a hypothetical. I don't answer hypotheticals. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. Normally when you start a sentence with what if, that implies there's a hypothetical coming. Seriously? Yeah. What? When did that start? (laughs) Is that new? That's how I look at it. I don't know. Hmm. Up in a faraway place, faraway time. Speaking of which, I want to get this out of the way right away. If we can not not out of the way. I wanna I wanna address this quickly. 
We had a couple of major deaths this week. Larry King isn't the one I'm going to speak about. We'll, we'll talk about Larry later if you want to. But what I want to talk about, and please indulge me, From if you will. From the hometown. Mr. Elmer Crawl, who later in life I understand was known as E.A. Crawl. Yes. Was a high school English teacher who taught me. In our hometown. In our hometown, of which you can find a clue in the intro as to where that is. Eagle-eyed, eagle-eared viewers. Uh... So this man was legendary. He, he passed away this week at the age of, I believe, 87, which, according to my math, I would have thought he was closer to 100. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not good with math. Anyway, Elmer Kroll was a legendary high school English teacher. I don't think he was what you'd call well-loved, but he was certainly well-feared, and his reputation preceded him. My brother was five years older than I, and the first thing... I remember him saying to me when I start when I was about to start high school was just hope you don't get crawl for English. That's all he said. I didn't know anything. So yeah. naturally, I get my uh, itinerary for the semester and I've got an Elmer crawl. Oh no. Otherwise known as schedules. <laughs> well, we we call them itineraries over here. Uh, huh. Yes, schedule like the school schedule. So I had Elmer crawl, and I will say this: he was very strict. I think he had a passion for English, which is good, which is what you want in every teacher. And I can't, it's possible that your high school experience and my high school experience are, are slightly different. In my experience, I didn't really know any teachers who I felt, who I could see a passion for what they were doing. I'm talking English teachers, math teachers. Oh, singing, vocal music, definitely. I wouldn't include that just because it seems to me like maybe the passion started. You just first. said you said okay. any teacher who. And okay, I'm wrong. I take it back. <laughs> Mr. Wilhelm, very much. He was a very good teacher. Okay, there are exceptions. I guess what I'm thinking of more or in terms of the people that I would see every day who were uh, the math teachers, the social studies teacher, English teacher, etc. I didn't feel a passion. And I, I know passion because oh. I've, I've seen passion with my kids' teachers. I know what it's like when, when a person's really passionate. So be that as it may, I believe that, well, he was also a very eccentric person. And part of his reputation that preceded him was that he was a kook. And he used to run the halls in his, after school, he would run around the loop, the really oh, large, right. but in his dress shoes, he never changed into tennis shoes. That's right. Well, they would never have said anything was a running shoe in the back in those days. He was one of these guys who looked 60 when he was 30. Maybe that's why I think he was so much older. He was pretty much bald. He had little glasses hanging on his nose. He was mid, mid to late 40s when you would have had him as an instructor. Okay, for, that seems... But an age... I mean, think about how much your concept of old has changed as you age. When I was 16, 30, 35 would have been old, or so I thought. Elmer Crawl, kind of, if you can visualize Mr. Garrison from South Park, that's kind of who he reminds me of. Not in attitude, necessarily, but looks. But one thing that was true is that Elmer Crawl formed a UFO club in the 70s, 
and this is way before I think it was, not that it's socially acceptable now, but it's more socially acceptable. I think it was a real weirdo thing to do in the 70s in the middle of Nebraska to start a UFO club. So good for him, following his dreams, whatever. The one thing, and, and I know a couple of weeks ago I mentioned to you because I'd, I'd heard that he was alive, and it, I said, we got to get him on the show. Well, well, wouldn't that be cool? We could talk about all kinds of stuff. It would be cool to me, at least. Maybe not to everyone, but it turns out that, that didn't happen. But one of the things, do you remember this too? The overarching story of Elmer Crawl, which of course nobody would ever dare to ask him point blank about, was that when he was searching for his passion, he was into UFOs and that took him into other directions of paranormal things and whatnot. And he apparently got stuck on reincarnation for a while and had determined that, and this could be apocryphal, I'll never know. He determined that he had been reincarnated from a previous life as General George Custer's horse. I Do you remember this, this story? I'm not aware of this story. This was the story. And I, I, the only thing I remember that is evidence that it's true is that I remember a kid got expelled for whinnying in the hallway one time. That was seen as a taunt, I guess. I don't know. I want to know the answer to that. I'll, I'll never know. It's interesting. You've never heard that because, wow, that was... See, now, now I'm thinking about uh, the camp teacher, whose name I do remember, but I'm going to just keep more names out. Okay. Really loved chemistry. And one of the things it was the year before I had chem. And uh, I mean, he had a great sense. As far as I know, he's still alive. So we'll say has a great sense of humor. And the classrooms had two doors. So it was an exam day. So... <laughs> All the students come in, sit down. He closed both doors as you would, hands out the exam, but had set it up uh, with the orchestra teacher and had some of the people come down. And now then as he's handing it out and they start the exam, the kids began playing the theme to Jaws. Of course. He was <laughs> He was really, in, I think he, he, he leaned into that too. I think he had a Jaws tie, a necktie. Test and, day. Uh, yeah, on test day. day. Test day, yeah. Now, since we're not using names here, I think I can probably throw in a little story that I will not go too far with. But I have two names who can confirm this, and I will not give them to you on the air. I will give them to you later. Not that they would confirm it, but they could confirm it. Apparently, he also had a little passion for photography. I don't know if he knew that. I think he even taught like a, like an after-school photography class or something. But I heard from two individuals, for, for sure, that... He would occasionally You're not going to some, say anything icky. If you're going to say I'm, anything icky, I don't want to hear it. I'm going to be very, very no, no, careful with my words. No, but you're leading it to icky. No, no. Yes, I, yes. I, I have a pretty good sense of, of where to draw the line. I don't always stay on this side of the line. It's not necessarily in the words. It's I, This isn't even for me discretion as far as verbiage. It's if it's a story of possible impropriety, I don't want to hear it. Just let me well, live in my happy. Share it with somebody else from our hometown. Not kidding. But see, you're forgetting no. the name of our show. Mary, come on. You're forgetting the name of our show. But that's just, crossing a boundary. That's crossing a boundary. on this amazing that's story. Crossing, that's crossing a boundary into something I don't want to get into. That well, I, look, I don't I know of anything impro improper. Past photographs. And, and photographs, I'm not even talking about nude photographs. I'm saying a couple of kids told me that he liked to take photos of boys with their shirts off flexing their muscles. All right. As far as I know, that's probably not illegal. Again, no names. have no idea if this person's alive. I will say he flunked me. That has nothing to do with, with this story, but that's because I stopped going to his class. I didn't fail. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't. Oh. I will say, oh, I will say the one thing about him. I'm of the opinion, and, and this is an opinion that's shared, that when, that in spelling, and maybe, you know, if Mr. Crawl were here right now, he could probably help me out on this. When we spell the word gas, G-A-S, now when we pluralize gas, some people pluralize it G-A-S-E-S, -E yeah. which looks 
incorrect. Looks like gases. I prefer to spell it G-A-S-S-E-S, gases. In the same way, uh, buses also. I do the same thing with buses. I curse at every bus sign that I see that says B-U-S-E-S, because that's buses. You've got uses or uses. Put a B on it. Doesn't make it buses. My point is... How do you is, feel about dessert and desert? Well, two different words. Actually, yes, but they're backwards. The one that should have two S's only has one. The one that should, it would seem, have one S's too. It would seem. Okay. Well, let's pick our battles here. This battle here is the one I'm desperate to win. I refused to spell gases with one S. I spelled gases, G-A-S-S-E-S. He would circle that with his red pen. As he should have. take points off. As he should not have, because if we look, if we consult our Oxford English Dictionary, we see that both are allowed. Now, he had a personal preference. I had a personal preference. So he told me, look, from now on, I'm going to take points off every time you spell gases this way. And I said, well, look, I'm going to spell gases this way. So that was our impasse. And yes, he took a point off every time I spelled gases correctly. Anyway, that's the... (laughs) That's the end of that one. Elmer Kroll, after he retired, I guess he became a historian, like a Nebraskan historian. Yes, I told you that one time I ran into him in Wilbur, little town that sponsors check days. And he had written, that's when I found out, I believe I said Elmer Kroll, as opposed to Mr. Kroll, which was shocking anyway. And he informed me that he had changed it to EA. And yes, he had written, I don't know the number, the exact number that time, but yes, he was writing and had published books on history of the area and such. I was hoping that he had done some interviews that I could find online, but I couldn't find anything about the guy. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder why he changed his name to E.A. and uh, not Elmer. Elmer's a perfectly reasonable Nebraska name. Because he wanted to, and it was his name. Gosh, okay. You just cannot, okay, prepare for that. You just cannot stop saying where we're from. <laughs> Be, because I, it I might be embarrassed. To- I might be embarrassed on a certain level. I'm not embarrassed about where I came from. Nobody should be it's embarrassed. It's not embarrassment. I don't want people to know where I am. It's on my social media, so it wouldn't take too much to figure that out. But yeah, we're it's, not, it's, I, I will say neither of us live there anymore, so it's not like anybody really? can go to this town and not, track us I don't down. live in that town. Well, Sucky people still live in that town that would... I can't imagine anybody wanting to track you down for any... No, I, I, am, I am an exceptionally... I don't like people to know anything about me unless I tell them. Mm-hmm. I've been that way forever. It's If I say something about myself, then that's out there, which I realize is an interesting kind of thing with what we're doing. But then it should... I, I just... I'm... Yeah. It's a matter of public record where we're from, because we've already talked about it, so... Yeah. Who talked about it? Probably me. As I get older, my childhood is more and more in the rearview mirror. I think of that place with nostalgia and not with anything else. And I know somebody posted a video drive-through of the town uh, on YouTube. And I thought, oh, this is great. I'll take a look at this. It's like a 12-minute video because it takes 12 minutes to drive from one end to the other. And I thought, oh, this is great. I'll, I'll recognize all these landmarks. Nothing. Didn't recognize a thing. It's all strip malls and power lines and dirt. And it doesn't look at all like I remember it, which is fine because my Grand Island is a whole wonderful nostalgic place that exists only in my head. And I'm fine with that. I, I think I might be the only one who's fine with that. No? First and Second Street, I imagine, are, are pretty much the same. That's the downtown area, right? What, what used to be known as the downtown area, where the Grand Theater is and so forth. Did you know that Dick Cavett claims that he lost his virginity in the Capitol Theater? He now long defunct. Yeah, it's in one of his books. Oh. It was in high school or middle school or something, but he, yeah, he tells the whole story, and it happened in the Capitol Theater, uh, which is where I saw Star Wars, if you're keeping track at home. Another classmate of ours who shares my last name... 
and I were not 17 at the time. There was some R-rated movie that some older, there we were trying to get in or wanting to, and some older kids, back when it was a little more relaxed, like, yeah, they're with us. Now you have to sign a form. You seriously, as the adult, you go up and you sign your name, your phone number, I mean, a whole lot of information. And then the kids have to sign their names and the relationship to you as the adult. That's nuts. I mean, that's not how it works here. I mean, the rating system isn't a law anyway, so it's totally voluntary for theaters, obviously with pornographic material, which, is one, which isn't rated in the first place. But, but uh, yeah, the R. If the parents say I brought, well, it doesn't matter now, they're old enough. Back in the day, if I had brought some young kids and their parents didn't know, they didn't have parental approval, and they got all up in the face of the theater and they could pull out this form and say, nope, this is who brought them, they are accountable. They said, according to this form, there was permission. Yeah, here uh, in New York, it's uh, Wild Wild West, pretty much. Uh, I'm sort of, I'm of the opinion that, I mean, we're talking about a different... Okay, so let's go back to kind of the whole thing. I'm going to slip over to the Wild Wild West and all this gun strap going on. And um, I shared a post on a particular social media site, and I knew that I would get a little pushback from some folks. And it was about gun management. And I think if they would use the word management instead of control, because semantics and it makes a big difference. I think it came from you, people not... You know, we're not trying to take your guns. We don't want your guns. That whole thing. And this gal came right back. What about Beto O'Rourke? He said it. So I looked it up again and it's like, no. AKs and ARs he doesn't think should be in people's homes. I'm fine with that. But of course, it's that from a particular viewpoint where anything you say is going to be expanded out to mean everything. Everything short of your little water pistol, which they might think that somebody wants those too. Ugh, idiocy. I can't take much more of it. I know. It's, I don't know if it's ironic, but the NRA just filed for bankruptcy. How is Le Pew going to get any more suits and fly his niece and pay for her hotel room? Russia, probably. Okay, thank goodness. Yeah. Well, he, yeah he'll, he'll, be, he'll bounce back on his... You know what? He might have to cut out the avocado toast once a week to try to make ends meet. But no. He'll, he'll do it. He'll be fine. No. No, it can't be. Maybe skip the Starbucks one day a week, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, tighten your belt. But is it just me or is it because, did the NRA fold because we had an entire summer without school shootings? Oh, well. Isn't that their bread and butter? A lot of it. He's gotten, he and who else? Has Dana gotten in any trouble? I don't like her either. I think she's kind of out of the spotlight, isn't she? I don't know. I can't stand her. It's kind of, she's again one of those people if her mouth is moving, she's lying. Yep, yep, there's a few of them. I mean, yeah. He got caught, of course, with all the misuse of funds, and they weren't doing what the people wanted. The vast majority of the people wanted. They were for background checks, more extensive background checks, a waiting period. But that didn't feed into the gun manufacturers and ammunition manufacturers. And And as you see, it's about semantics, too. So if you, whoever gets to define the terms first has the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people are, and, and this works with socialism, it, any word that people are conditioned to not like, when you explain it to them without using those demon words, it makes perfect sense. And yes, they support it. Most Americans, most sane people support gun control. They do. But like you said, you can't use management. those words. If you, you don't use, use those words. Honestly, it's it's not a threatening. Management it isn't as much a threatening word. It goes back to the whole thing. If you need to talk to somebody, if you say confront or address, that's an issue I think we need to confront. Somebody goes, I'm immediately on defensive. If you say there's something I wanted to address with you, that's non-threatening. That's, oh, okay. You say control. Nobody wants controlled. 
do you want to be controlled? But if they just want to manage some things going on, all right, talk to me. Well, I'll work with you on that one. Right. Pro-life doesn't mean pro-life. They cost, it means pro-birth. They, they, right. Pro-force birth, if you want to be specific about it. And, and again, most people, when you explain the issue to them in the correct terms, will be on the correct side of it. I think the conservatives are very good at, at, at that, about branding things. The home state uh, is, uh, Governor keeps saying, we're pro-life states, pro-life state. No, it's pro-birth state because they the death penalty had been taken away, but Petey didn't like that. So he and his daddy paid a bunch of money because they had money and uh, went out, got petitions, did all these other things and got it put back on. So he got all of his little conservatives, got put on a ballot and it's it made it through. But the people had already voted to get rid of it. And then again, we were the only this was the only state that didn't accept the government funds that had already been approved for food during the pandemic. Don't do a whole lot to help kids. I mean, the poverty rate in this state is ridiculous. No, it's pro-birth. Right. And even if you are anti-abortion, then you would need to be pro-birth control because birth control prevents abortion. And these people are not. It all comes back to, in my opinion, punishment toward women. If Well, there are some faiths someone... that don't believe in the use of birth control. Okay. Because well, that's to fine. use, well, no, I'm just saying, because to use birth control is you are preventing a child that God had intended to be born. A life, you are preventing a life that got in. And by the way, the senators right now are sending the oath book. Feel free to laugh, people. You know, and that's, in my opinion, that's fine if you want to live your life that way by those ideals. That's fine. But you don't tell other people to do that. I won't wear stripes and checks together because I don't think it looks right. Other people can do it. I don't care. Maybe that's not the best example. I mean, it was something. We'll put something else in there that makes me look smart. Yeah, Idaho, boy. There's... Something to be said for sharing your ideas and your ideals and your beliefs and your values, but forcing them upon somebody else is when you push people farther away from that idea. I don't know. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. On the other side of the coin, though, I think that, and this sort of ties into the the QAnon believers, the people that that rioted at, at the Capitol. If you honestly believe this, now let's say a person... You and I have different religious views, and that's fine. Let's say a person has the religious view that aborting a baby is literal murder, and the woman is a literal murderer. If you actually believe that, and it is possible to believe that, if a person does believe that, then I think that they are obligated to stop the person. So that person, they wouldn't be justified because I completely disagree with their standpoint, but their logic followed through would dictate that they would have to do this. Now, if but it's see, you got to be, be be very careful when you say that, because do you remember doctors had been murdered? Absolutely. For that belief. So in that, I would retract that statement if I were you. Well, I'm not saying it's justified crazy. at all. No, no. But these are crazy, crazy people. Absolutely. Yes, but crazy, crazy people, people, crazy people will hear that and be like, yeah, see, Lisa said well, I should do that. I don't think we have crazy people listening to our show first piece right right guys you're all sane out there see mm. my point is that oh I, I certainly don't think it's justified i'm saying their line of thinking followed through and carried through would justify that to them if it was true if it were actually true that aborting a baby was murder then yes one should prevent that murder i do not believe that and i don't, I don't think any sane person does believe that the QAnon people if they actually in their brains believe that there is a democratic controlled cabal of pedophiles and baby killers 
and and cannibals, which is what they do believe, and that only Donald Trump is the person to stop them, then yes, they, in their minds, were justified to do that. I think they're crazy. I'm not saying do that. I'm saying in they followed their logic all the way through to the end. Now, if you follow your logic only halfway through, and you just sit it and yell at your TV, eh, you're not exactly uh, being true to your beliefs, crazy as they are. I think I have a little bit, and this is, you probably won't agree with me here, but I think I have a little bit more respect for a person who follows their beliefs all the way through to the end than a person who follows them through halfway. This is what Bill Maher got in trouble for saying, I Not think, like about that. the... Uh, See, now here's the thing. That behavior, I don't give a rat's ass what your beliefs are. That's wrong. Wrong, unequivocally, unacceptably wrong. You can go and stand up and follow through your beliefs in peaceful, productive ways. I was just part of an incredible experience yesterday for indigenous people. MMIW rights, the whole thing. There were speakers... There was music. It was fantastic. Good will come from it. This is a continuing, I don't want to say part of a series, but part of a series. And good will come from it. We are following through with our beliefs, but we are not being destructive. We are not being violent. We are not causing harm. Boom. Mic drop. I'm not in any way saying that I think one should follow through with... There's a difference, though, just like I said, though, as I just said, if you're going to follow through, don't be an idiot. Well, but it depends on what you're following through. I mean, if, like I said, if you honestly believe in this Democrat-run cabal, and there are people who do, if you believe yes. that, not just halfway, but if you believe that, I mean, let's say for a second that were true, I would be the first person storming that place if I knew that were true. If I knew that there was a, a cabal holding, you know, satanic pedophilic acts in a base, uh, basement of a pizza place if that were actually true then it's my responsibility to do whatever i can to stop it but do you need to go bopping in there with your gun if or do you true, call the yes. police and see if they can do something about it first well according to my truth though i mean the, the people who believe that part of their truth is that the cops are in on it so that wouldn't be an option oh they're not back the blue no well we saw what they we saw how they backed the blue during the Capitol riots, didn't we? Yep, with uh, the flag. Yep. And again, I'm not. I'm just following through the logic. If it, it, to me, following through the logic helps don't point say it out again, how please. crazy it is. It's just crazy. Well, yes. Is, of course, it's crazy. And any any sane person, I think, can see it for what it is. I guess my over my overarching point here was I'm just saying, in terms of abortion, the people who complain about abortion, if you really believe that, you should take it all away. You shouldn't believe it. Is my point. My other point, because it's not true. The, the, the people who, I think anything short of that is just being a hypocrite, which is fine. I mean, at least you're right people half the time. Will follow, people will follow through by the means that they find appropriate. Not everyone finds storming the castle or storming the pizza place as the appropriate way to follow through. We hope. We know. Uh, we know. We know. Speaking of which, uh, the, I don't know, is it speaking of which? The, the MyPillow guy just got banned from Twitter. I know. I think he's temporarily banned at this point. I'm not sure what he said or what he wrote. <laughs> I'm not sure why it's even a story that the my pillow guy got banned from Twitter and everybody in America is talking about it. Because he's uh, because he rose to national prominence as a big supporter of he who is no longer governmentally relevant. Is it going to be news when Chuck Woolery gets kicked off of Twitter? Yes. It will. Okay. Maybe not as big. Did he recant? Uh, Chuck Woolery? Yes. No, I don't think so. I think he doubled down. Okay. I knew he had done something. Whoops, maybe we won't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of, if I can go off on a little mini tangent here, I've been thoroughly obsessed with the match game recently, which apparently every episode of the match game is on YouTube under their own channel. So if you're if you're like me and you want to be obsessed with the match game, do you remember the match game, Mary? It's on every day from noon to one. Oh, it is. Okay, I have no idea because I don't have cable. But uh, just watched it, it today, as a matter of fact. Oh, which who was who was on it? Who? Let me guess. Okay, because I have this whole thing figured out. Okay, you got six celebrities. Top left rotates. Always a man, though. The center top is always Brett Summers. Top right is usually Charles Nelson Riley. Sometimes Gary Burdoff. Then you got the bottom. Bottom left is always a hot blonde chick, or at least a blonde chick. Uh, in the middle, you got Richard Dawson. And then uh, the right, bottom right is they rotate like a funny, sassy lady like Fanny Flagg. Mm-hmm. Am, am I pretty close? Yes. It was Jimmy Walker. Okay. Brett, Gary, shoot. I have to admit I didn't pay much attention. Then Richard Dawson and I don't know. There's something about that show that seems like it would probably be the most fun place in the world ever to have been. Like to oh. be part of that show. They were just having so much fun. But I mean, the I know host they were was, drunk, but... The host was creepy. See, I like I like uh, Gene Rayburn. I think he's pretty funny. You know, he was an old song and dance man. Yes, I think he's... Two. The things that they, especially him... That he says would get him in so, or said would get him in oh. so much trouble. I mean, he makes some people uncomfortable, but no, he's, I think he's creepy. No, you're right. He's a little t- touchy-feely. Doesn't he insist on, insisted on kissing all the women, much like Richard Dawson did? Yeah, but Richard. Family Feud. Richard Dawson, at least, he's got some swag, man. All those people, I mean, that, when I, as a kid, as a 12, 13-year-old kid watching that, I'm just thinking, this must be the place to be. I want to be famous so that I can sit in that spot there and crack jokes with Charles Nelson Riley. And have you noticed how most of the female contestants all speak like this? It's yes. like do you have do you have volume? <laughs> it's this little whisper. And I today's gal was a belly dancer. I think it was uh, a lot of women in the seventies talked that way, didn't they? Being that was a long time ago and I don't know. But joking about it, can you imagine that one thousand, two thousand five hundred and Five thousand dollars. How much money that was? That was yeah. It's probably uh, probably if it was today, it probably would be like twenty five thousand instead of the five. You could buy a car for you could buy a sweet little ride for thirty two hundred and still have money left over. Yep. Another show is uh, Tattletales from about the same time. Remember that one? That's where they had uh, celebrity couples on, and they would have uh, one person would be in on a TV screen in front, sitting in front of their spouse, and uh, they would try to guess how their spouse would answer the question. So it wasn't the correct answer. It was it was more how would yeah. how would Mary answer this question? With the but it was right always answer, the, the correct answer every time. Of course, of course, you get to see. Oh, here's the thing about that. I remember this the name. Totally but blew I my do mind. Not remember the the show. Well, I, I'm watching a couple of days ago, and uh, most of them are celebrity couples that we all know. But check this out. I'm watching, and here was a celebrity couple which I didn't even know. Was it ever a celebrity couple? Michael J. Fox and Joe from Facts of Life. What was her Nancy name? Nancy McKeon. Thank you. They were a couple. Not only were they a couple, but they were a couple on a game show that featured couples. So they, they had already been that much of a couple oh. that they got booked on a show where they're a couple. Yeah. I had no idea. Oh. I had no idea. So for those who say you can't learn anything by watching game shows, I say... You could learn a lot. Oh, a, a lot. lot. A lot. And you know, uh, Leah Charles Remini Nelson. is going to be hosting a new show. I get a kick out of her. Ever since um, I've watched the whole series on Scientology. Scientology. Yes. And they, of course, he, no, none of this is true. None of this is true. 
Really? So all these people, all these people are lying? Yes. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, I watched that series too. It's pretty creepy. Did you see Going Clear, which was the movie right before that? I think it was the same people who were behind it. It's a good place to start if anybody doesn't know anything about Scientology. Watch Going Clear. I've not seen. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 poor drippy dye boy. You know, the oh. one who throws those great things out in front of the uh, landscaping company? New party planning career as soon as he gets kicked out of the bar. <laughs> I'm showing Mary my, uh, this was a Christmas present. This is an authentic Four Seasons Total Landscaping t-shirt that my kids got me because they know me. Yes, go ahead. Uh, yes, yeah, so Rudy. Do you, uh, have, a, do you have a tissue? Because you, <laughs> you might need one. I'm just going to let it roll down my face. Tito, get me a tissue and you get two points if you can name the line of the whole half an hour thing that that came from. That's uh, Eddie Murphy have... Raw or possibly Delirious. No? I okay, you. anyway. Um, no, I, I had to get back on track. Dominion is suing the Rootster for $1.3 billion. Yay. I did the math. So he's being sued for $1.3 billion. Now, if Trump pays him his $20,000 a day, which... He already said he's not going to. Yeah, but if he did, let's say he did, then it would only take approximately 178 years for Rudy to uh, come up with the $1.3 billion. That's, <laughs> of course, if he doesn't take weekends off if he takes weekends off then it's more like 249 years so uh no problem i don't see him being a really real hard worker that would get in front of his tv time trying to get in front of the cameras to be somebody he's just gross he's the he's the comedy event of this of the year i think oh my gosh i'm i am bummed and i've said it before that that clip from borat didn't get more airtime just out everywhere. It was timing. I think it, that came at the beginning of this. That was like the first, if they'd waited until after a couple of the, like the, the Four Seasons landscaping and a couple of those gaffes, then it might have had a little more impact. But since it was the first one, also I wish I wouldn't have wanted any, any harm to come to the, the actress, but if Sasha had just let it go a little bit longer. Yes, five seconds. Five seconds longer. 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great place to start, too, because they announced. Actually, uh, the MyPillow guy's name came up in that filing, I think, didn't it? Mike He's one of the guys on their list. Thank you. He's one of the guys on the list that they're going to... uh, to get to. I think it's wonderful. I think it's great. Oh, absolutely. In, a, in typical Giuliani fashion, he's like, oh, this is great because uh, that means I get to uh, go through discovery with them. <laughs> yeah, Rudy, that's exactly what they want to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, finally, he can get all of his evidence out that, that he just couldn't manage to get out in front of every single court filing. Court. I know. Oh, and all those new recordings are fantastic. I'm just giddy. Absolutely <laughs> it's a giddy. Age. Isn't it? It is. Except, you know, I'm going to be Debbie Downer for a second here. I don't think... Uh, oh, that's new. I, think, I know, I know. I don't think the impeachment is going to... I mean, uh, the... Excuse me. The impeachment has already happened, but he the will trial. be acquitted. Yes, he will be acquitted in the trial. I'll guarantee it. Which, I already see it. If the one from one senator from this state is a sniffer, bootlicker, so that person won't. The other one is also, but Roland well, just got reelected. But people are bagging on him big time. Yeah, they should have started this the day after the riots. Uh, I know at the time I said when uh, Nancy Pelosi on the Friday of that week, two days afterwards, said, we're going to send over impeachment articles on Monday. And I was like, it's Friday. Send them now. You can't send them now. You know, wait three days. 
so that things can go further into our rearview mirror and we can say, well, it wasn't quite as bad as people are saying. Did they have them? It takes time to actually prepare the documents. They were done. They, she said on Friday, she said, I have the, the article of okay. impeachment. I'm going to send okay. it over to the Senate on Monday. Were the, really? senators, were the senators there? Oh, I'm sure that they have a way of getting things to them, don't you think? I think they probably would have thought that out in the inter-office memos or something. Weren't they, all, weren't they all going home? That's fine. Put it on somebody's desk. So it's their first thing on Monday. It's optics. A lot of it's optics. And I don't I think kind of the like, Democrats I are like good the, at that. I um, like the walk. It's kind of entertaining mm. to watch. Right. Have you seen them walk with the impeachment papers? I saw a still of it. I didn't see the video. I saw oh, a still yes. and was was framed with a, I guess there's some sort of a statue that's a, a cross in the chambers. So it was framed with that in the foreground. So we're kind of looking through the cross at the people walking so it's a nice, nice photo. I think it's, I don't know. I want to be wrong. I, I want nothing more than to be wrong. Susan, but, uh, Susan Collins better vote for it this time. Yeah, she won't. I know it's only been a week or so, and I really don't have any huge problems with what Biden has done so far, as far as that goes. But there's so much more that needs to be done. And I think that six days you really make a bigger. Sh- sure. I understand that. I understand. These people get paid pretty well, though. They can, you know, I've worked hard. I've worked hard in six days and got stuff done that people think you couldn't get done in six days. I didn't have a f- team of 400 people helping me. So, eh, uh, I would, been, one thing I would do is op- open an, an investigation in the House on voter fraud. Just open an investigation. Now, you throw subpoenas at all these people. Ted Cruz, Josh Holly, Rand Paul. Exactly. Put them on, get them under oath. Tell us what tell us what you know. We want to know. We want to fix this problem, Ted. Put him under oath. Oh. And you know what? He's not going to be able to uh, ignore subpoenas now that that uh, Trump is out of the office. Nope. So, but they won't do that. They're not going to do Rand, it. Rand Paul, did you see exactly. any of him. the interview put, put him with under oath. George Stephanopoulos? I uh, read a bit of it, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Thank goodness. I mean, George knows what he's doing. And so he held his ground and he remained very dignified and classy and professional through the whole thing when Rand Paul couldn't have. There's a lot of pausing today because I'm trying very hard not to say what I want to say because then there'd be bleep or what she said. what he behaved th- like a petulant child. Yes. A toddler. Oh, uh, uh, I have a good uh, George Stephanopoulos story, not that I can pronounce his name, but I do have a good story. Real quick, this is back in the days of the bookstore that I've told you about. used to run a a charity bookstore in New York that's still around. Beautiful, beautiful interior, which made it very uh, desirable for parties. And Tina Brown of the New Yorker threw parties there a lot. So they were always A-list parties, and it was always a lot of fun. We were always bumping uh, elbows with various people so at one particular party we were i think we were checking bags and stuff like if, if people wanted to leave their purses or what whatnot kind of behind our counter so we had like a little area there where coats and bags and, and things were and basically we, people would just come back and they would grab their own stuff and so at one point george step steph steph god i'm so glad i can edit this at one point george Stephanopoulos goes behind the counter to, I guess, to look for something in his bag and what, whatnot. And while he's doing that, these two drunken younger women approach and they they see him and they say, oh, could you grab me the, it's the brown Gucci over there? And he just like looked up 
they look back at he goes which one is it <laughs> and so he grabs <laughs> and so naturally he's he's he grabs a bag and hands it to the woman so the woman behind her sees him she's like oh could you get the green the green one over there and so i turned to my ex and i said you know you're at an a-list party when George Stephanopoulos is doing bag check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's an A-list party. So. And how cool that he just stood back there. He's like, okay, which one? That <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. He was just like, Wait, oh, yeah. okay. Well, the first the first time he kind of looked up at me and was like, like, is this really happening? And, and then sort of did a, a half shrug and was like, yeah, what am I going to do? <laughs> don't you know who I am? <laughs> the funny, I don't see him being like that, which is cool. Yeah. My mother, back in the days when he worked for Clinton... My mom's Mary, you should marry him. You should get together with him. Yeah, we'll just have him hop to the Midwest. Sure. Hey, George, you know, your discretionary time. Now you've got one degree of separation, at least. Getting closer, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Play your cards right. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe he can check your bag one day. Maybe. I better make sure and get a better bag. Right. You need a, at least a Gucci. I w- no. Or- oh, I have some nice bags. I would want uh, Hermes. Uh, what are the ones that you actually get put on a waiting list mm. the least expensive one i've heard was 10 grand you're probably counting on me to write this stuff down aren't you but i'm no my pen my pen's not working what happened so to your crayons i broke them i ate them well, I, got ang- I got angry when i worked with uh, children and some of them you had to keep a real close eye on i've picked a lot of crayons out of children's mouths wow why don't they make edible crayons I mean, I know it's not best because then children them, would because then it'd be like, yeah, you can eat them, and then children would eat whatever crayons they were around, and then you'd go, they'd go someplace where they weren't edible, and they would be, you know what I'm saying? So we agree, it's a good idea. Uh, no. Oh, okay. You weren't listening. Well, they make they make scented ones though. Isn't that like a like a gateway drug to eating crayons? Like if you just smell them first, and you know they smell like strawberries or cinnamon or a pine tree. Pine tree or. Because everybody wants to eat a pine tree. Oh, yes. Joel Gibbons. It's good for a roughage. Yeah, Joel Gibbons. Kids today have no idea who we're talking about. Huh, that's unfortunate. Yes, it is. I think we can sum up the generation gap in, in that simple phrase right there. Joel Gibbons. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else? Tom Brokaw oh, retiring. Tom Brokaw retiring, okay. That makes me sad. And the thing, I, I knew that Larry King had passed. Well, so I caught the end of the statement with both of those names in the same statement my first thought fear was that tom Barocco had passed and it was hours before i found out the truth because they didn't go back and revisit that part of the story and yeah while that was in the evening it was the next morning and on the front page of the newspaper which yes i still enjoy reading the newspaper there was a front page story about larry king passing and i was quite offended that there wasn't anything about tom Barocco. so i got to the last page of this section and there was top of the page that he was retiring so i was okay you know i think if you'd asked me i would have said that tom broca retired 10 years ago no was was he still doing the nightly news no but i would see him he was still writing and i would see him doing reports on particular issues so he's retiring from television completely entirely okay yes he's going to continue to write he uh my he was diagnosed quite a few years ago with a particular condition, which I cannot recall. So he stuck it out for a long time. Mm. I don't think I have any concept of who the anchors are now, the network anchors. I really let me let me think. I don't. I'm not trying to be cute here. I just I don't have any. David concept. Muir. Okay, no idea who that is. He did a lot of wartime reporting. Great voice, uh, tall. He's a handsome guy. 
Okay. So he's got a good, you know, good face when things are really competitive. He is. He's got a lot of years. He's in his 40s. He did, yeah. Uh, On a scale of Liam to Chris, how many Hemsworths is he? Well, I recently also discovered that, and it doesn't matter, that he would rather date Ricky Martin than me. Oh, okay. Which then changes the perspective. No, he is. he's a handsome man. When you go in Hemsworths, but he's dark, so okay. he'd be more of the Liam. You can, you can use like half, like a half Liam, or you could be like a three-quarter Liam, or you could be a two-thirds Chris. You know, you can use fractions. That's fine. Wow, I don't know. But he's up there. He's a handsome. My, your point is he's he a is. handsome and guy. Then, um, oh, I can see her face, but I can't think of her name. We've got women in there also. I have no idea. I'm still getting used to women sportscasters. I'm still getting used to Jane Kennedy and Phyllis George. I mean, mm. still makes me a little uneasy. Seriously? <laughs> uh. Oh, I would, do you remember Jane Kennedy? Do you remember? I mean, of course you remember Phyllis go, George. She go, was huge, yeah. Yeah. I need to mm-hmm. go um, flip the laundry and mm-hmm. uh, double check on my apron. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hear my Jane Kennedy my, story? My little shoes with the pip heels. Well, Jane, do you remember Phyllis George was obviously, she was the first woman, I think, in, in TV sports, right? She was the first. I don't she know. was on CBS Sports with Brent Musburger and Jimmy the Greek and all that. But then Jane Kennedy came along and she, she was like the younger version and she was also of mixed race, and I think she kind of took the whole football world by storm. She was also, just as a footnote, long before celebrity sex tapes with the Kardashians and Paris Hilton, etc., a tape came out of her, her and her husband. She was married to a guy named Leon Isaac Kennedy, who made a bunch of movies. He was, a, I think he was an amateur boxer, but he made movies, Penitentiary, the Penitentiary series, awesome, got to see him, where he's like a, uh, he's convicted of a crime he didn't commit, and he has to fight his way out of the penitentiary. Anyway, he was married to her, and a tape was released way back in the early days before video, I think, or early days of video, and it was of them. The one thing I want to say about it is that his name was Leon Isaac Kennedy, and during the height of passion, she yells out, oh, Lee, Lee. So you can understand how that made its way to my answering machine message. Huh. Right? Okay. Okay. That's my Jane Kennedy story. Kids are going to be clam. You know, every public appearance we do from now on, people are going to be saying, tell the Jane Kennedy story. Tell the Jane Kennedy story. So I, I got to be prepared. Yes. That. Yes. I imagine so. You get to, you know, you get known for one thing and you should embrace that. Just lean into it. So many people right, don't get lean, to be heard on Lean Monster. right in. Lean right in. So uh, Larry King, we were going to talk about Larry King, yeah? Were you a Larry King fan at all? You know, I've listened to him. Are there Larry King fans? I would imagine. Although the last place he was, wasn't it uh, a Russian broadcasting station? Oh, I have no idea. Yes, that's what, yeah. But I don't well, remember long, the exact name of it. Long before he was on CNN, I used to listen to him on the radio because he had a syndicated show, Late Nights, and... I had a buddy who had a, worked the late shift and uh, would come home like about 12:30, and so I would always drive over there and hang out with him for a couple of hours. And on the way over, I always listened to Larry King and also a guy named Bernard Meltzer, who was also some syndicated dude. But that was like my drive, and it was years later that I actually saw what Larry King looked like, and he totally didn't match up to what I had in my mind. Oh yeah. Not at all. I don't remember what I thought he looked like, but he didn't look like Larry King, who also looks a little <laughs> bit like Elmer Crawl, who also looks a little bit like Mr. Garrison, um, ah. a melange. But ah. he, he had a great voice. you got to say he had a great voice yeah. and an ability to make people feel comfortable. I don't think he was a good interviewer in that he he was strictly softballs. Well, one of the th- he said he never, if the people had come on who had authored books, he never read the books before they came on. He didn't do a lot of research. 
he also, one of his quotes is, he never learned a single thing while he was talking. So he would try to keep his speaking to a minimum and let them go. Which is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, I think what he did, he did well. I don't think you could compare him with an interviewer who, I'm trying to think of somebody who is known as a really good interviewer in that they can get people to say things they wouldn't normally say. I think Howard Stern had that reputation for a while. I don't but think he, he, he filled a niche. He you, know, you don't want you don't want everybody doing the same thing. Sometimes people just want to learn or have fun, be entertained. Yeah, I think he was good at what he did. He was, in a way, it's it's kind of like Match Game. I just feel comfortable when I put on Match Game. I feel comfortable. There's, I can't explain it. And listening to Larry King made me feel comfortable. Not that I agreed with him. Just felt like an old pair of pants with suspenders. Old home week yeah. suspenders. There you go. Yeah. That was... Wasn't he in Ghostbusters? Didn't he have a cameo in that? I don't know. I don't recall. I don't recall. Little Clucky's apparently going to run for governor in Arkansas. Who's that? Sarah Cluckabee Sanders. Oh. And in her... The, the, the Mucinex lady, right? From the uh, Mucinex commercials? She was press secretary for a while. Very combative. Had very loose relationship with the truth. And then actually admitted later on that she had misled on a few reports. Apparently she put out a 12-minute video and spent more time talking about the impeached, the two-time impeached past president than she did her own father, who had held that position, had been elected to the position before. Uh, yeah. well, what state is this? Kentucky? Arkansas. Oh, yeah, screw them too. I have, I have some family who live there and a friend. All right, well, we'll get them out. We'll get them out. And, uh... Here's a, a little fun fact for you. Speaking of the impeachment, which we were earlier, Pat Leahy, who's a senator? Yes. I forget which state. He'll be presiding over the impeachment. Did you know that he's in five Batman films? I did not. Yeah, he's in five. He has, he's a big Batman fan, apparently. It became a running joke, so he's in five of them now. So, in other That's... words, a guy who's in five Batman films will be presiding over the second impeachment of a former game show reality host. <laughs> is, is really what... Can't make what... this stuff up, folks. You cannot make no. this stuff up. That's the reality we live in right now. Oh, God. And the MyPillow guy has an opinion about it. Oh, my goodness. I just realized why they had to bring him. Well, other than the fact that he's a total bootlicker. Another reason they had to bring him in. I did. Are you ready for this? I think so. When he had his little visit at the White House and his shirt was tucked in in the front but not in the back. Uh Uh-huh. And then what was Rudy's excuse for why he had his hand in his pants during the Borat. Oh, he was adjusting his mic. No, he they had just taken <laughs> off his mic. He was just tucking in his shirt. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Which had nothing to do Yeah. It's <laughs> it's he's providing cover for Rudy. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. These guys are good. I can't wait to see what's we'll know it's legitimate when Josh Holly, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul and uh Jim I let my wrestlers get assaulted by the trainer Jordan Ooh. start unpacking. Oh, I would love to see that. And that's, let's throw uh, Lou Dobbs in there. Let's throw Sean oh. Hannity in there. Twinkie. Actually, Dobbs Talk is uh, Dobbs is going to go under. Dominion Voting Systems has their eyes on him as well. I want Levin to go down. Harvey <laughs> Levin of TMZ? No. Oh. I don't want to say that he has a show on that one channel. And he sits there in this. He's not behind a desk. There in these two chairs. It's just kind of very casual setting, but professional. All leather chairs gives you that library, open library feel kind of thing. So it's supposed to be dignified. And he speaks in this 
tone that just goes across. But he's full of dog poop, rat poop, all kinds of poop. Poop of some sort. Oh, oh yeah, I was listening. That's when they had the uh, the parlor guy, parlay, and just the bullcrap going back and forth between them. It's like, no wonder anybody who watches this, no wonder they have no grasp on the truth, no concept whatsoever. If they listen to this and they believe this, it, I think the only words that were spoken that were truth was and and the. After that, it was over. Well, that depends on what your definition of is is. Oh, philosophical. Thank you. The word doesn't exist. Your mind in the evil demon. That's what I was taught. I paid a lot of money in college. Really? To learn from a guy named Lori. That the only thing that you can prove in life exists is your mind in the evil demon. Huh. All right. And so it's kind of like so this now? this this quiz this test doesn't exist either. All right, kick ass. I got okay. other things to do. Here you go. Well, you know, we're living in a simulation. If you think of it that way, this was a long time ago. A Bernie. Bernie, Bernie. Being the best meme <laughs> in ages. The best. The best thing about Bernie memes is that. Well, some people thought. Oh, you're making fun of him. Don't make fun of him. No, that's you're missing the point. The point was that he was so comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and so now no nonsense. That Bernie it, just being Bernie. Bernie. And and the best thing is he took that that photo of him on a meme, had somebody throw it on a sweatshirt. Yep. They sold them for forty five bucks. They sold out. All the money goes to charity. Yes, it does. Boom. They better. Boss. They better be making another run because that thing will sell. Yeah. Sell, sell, sell. I believe it went to Meals on Wheels. Yes, I think you're right. One hundred percent. Exactly. One hundred. That's, that's the way you do it. Yes. That's the way you do it. This is how you do it.